Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Good morning, faithful listeners. You've tuned into the P40 Ministries podcast, and I am your host, Jen. So thank you so much for tuning in this morning and for sharing a cup of coffee with me as we discuss the Bible. But I want to let you guys know that um, I've been having a lot of guests on the podcast recently, uh, as you may have noticed, and I'm just really excited for that opportunity that has been opened up to me to be allowed to have some really, really cool guests on the podcast. So stay tuned because there are going to be a lot more fun guests coming on the podcast. I have quite a few guests actually line up for the next several weeks, and they have so many interesting stories from completely different walks of life. And um, I have a couple guests from different countries, and I have an apologetics guy that's going to be coming on and uh, debater. And um, I'm, I'm very excited for the guests that I have been able to have on the podcast. So thank you guys so much for continuing to listen to the podcast and for how much it's been growing over the past several weeks. Now, one thing I forgot to mention on Monday that this week, the P40 Ministries podcast had a birthday. <laughs> and the podcast is one years old. So yay! So everybody who has been with me since day one of the podcast, thank you for being such a trooper along with me. <laughs> I remember my first few episodes, they were a little bit... Eh, Not so good, but I'm not going to change them. I'm not planning on changing them in the future. They're just going to be what they are. And uh, if you guys haven't heard them and you want to start at the beginning of the podcast, please feel free to listen to them. You can find them, I think, pretty much anywhere, but uh, they're not very nice, just to let you guys know. So everybody who has stuck with the podcast for a whole year, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you for everybody who is new here that is listening to the podcast. I'm just very excited for uh, where this podcast is going and thankful to God as well. So let's go ahead and discuss Exodus chapter 18 verses 1 through 12 today. Grab your Bible and that cup of coffee and let's go ahead and read. Now Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Israel, his people, how Yahweh had brought Israel out of Egypt. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, received Zipporah, Moses' wife, after he had sent her away, and her two sons. The name of one son was Gershom, for Moses said, I have lived as a foreigner in a foreign land. The name of the other was Eliezer. For he said, My father's God was my help and delivered me from Pharaoh's sword. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with Moses' sons and his wife to Moses into the wilderness where he was encamped at the mountain of God. And he said to Moses, I, your father-in-law Jethro, have come to you with your wife and her two sons with her. Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed and kissed him. They asked each other of their welfare, and they came into the tent Moses told his father-in-law all that Yahweh had done to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake, all the hardships that had come on them on the way, and how Yahweh delivered them. Jethro rejoiced for all the goodness which Yahweh had done to Israel, in that he had delivered them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Jethro said, 
Blessed be Yahweh, who has delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh, who has delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that Yahweh is greater than all gods because of the way that they treated people arrogantly. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took a burnt offering and sacrifices for God. Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law before God. So that was the W.E.B. version I just read out of, but I'm actually going to switch over to the A.M.P. to discuss this uh, this portion a little bit further. Because there's a few things here that um, the W.E.B. doesn't make super clear. So it says here in the A.M.P. in verse 1, it says, Now Jethro, or Raoul, the priest of Midian, was Moses' father-in-law. So we remember in... Um, in the beginning, when we first heard about Moses' father-in-law, they, the Bible actually called him Raoul. Now, the W.E.B. doesn't mention that other name that Jethro had. They only say Jethro, but the A.M.P. mentions both names, which I think is pretty cool. So it says Jethro, or Raoul, the priest of Midian, was Moses' father-in-law. And he heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Israel, his people, and that the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. So basically, Moses was back in his homeland, kind of. He was in the land of Midian, back on that mountain of God where he had originally seen that burning bush. So he was back to kind of his homeland in a sense, though he wasn't originally from there. That is where he spent a good majority of his life with his father-in-law and with his wife. So he's back here with the Israelite people near this mountain, on this mountain. And it says that Jethro came to visit him because he heard that Moses was close by with the entire congregation of Israel with him. So it says that um, Jethro or Raul came and met him. And it says that he also brought Zipporah with him. So you remember uh, back a while ago, we talked about how Zipporah had at some point gone back home to Midian. We don't know exactly when. I had mentioned that it could have possibly been right after Moses and Zipporah got into that fight uh, with God a little bit at the very beginning with the whole circumcision thing of their son. But I don't know. And also that doesn't, now that I'm looking at it, that doesn't really line up with the timeline because it says now that um, Moses has two sons. But back then with the whole circumcision thing, I think in Exodus chapter three, or I'm sorry, Exodus chapter four, uh, Moses had only one son, which was Gershom, who was named Stranger because it says that uh, Moses named him this because he had been a stranger in a foreign land, which was Midian. So he named his first son Gershom. Now the second son wasn't born until at least something happened with the Pharaoh because this kid was named Eliezer. My God is my help. For Moses said, the God of my father was my help and he rescued me from the sword of Pharaoh. So so probably Zipporah did not t- return home after that circumcision thing in Exodus chapter 4, but rather... At some point in time, she did return home to Midian. Maybe Moses was afraid because um, the plagues were too strong. Maybe he was nervous for her safety and for the safety of his now two sons. We don't know. Maybe he returned them home with the last plague. I I don't know. We don't know when Zipporah went back home to uh, Midian, but we do know at some point in time she did go home. And now Moses is having a time to reunite with his wife, Zipporah, and to see his two sons once again. 
So he gets to see his father-in-law and his wife and his two sons. So this was a very happy reunion for him and for his family. So it says here that Jethro, his father-in-law, came with Moses' sons and with his wife to join Moses in the wilderness where he was camped. So now Zipporah and uh, Moses' two sons are going to live with Moses. And actually, fun fact, Eliezer, the second son, this is the only mention of him in the Bible. (laughs) Considering the fact that Moses wrote the books of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers in Deuteronomy, it is kind of interesting that Eliezer, one of Moses' sons, was, was only mentioned once in the Bible. So this shows a lot of Moses' humility, because we do know that Moses was a very humble man. It shows Moses' humility that he wasn't just writing a book about his family, <laughs> but actually what God was doing for his people. So basically, it says here in uh, verse 6, In verse 7, that Moses goes out to meet his family. Now he, it says he bows down in respect for his father-in-law and kisses him. So this was a very humbling thing to do. Even though Moses was the leader of an extremely mighty nation that had just won a war (laughs) against the Amalekites, he still was humble enough to get down on his knees and show respect to his father-in-law and to kiss his father-in-law. And once again, this just proves how humble Moses really was, that he was able to uh, prostrate himself in that way and was not arrogantly expecting Jethro to do that to him or or whatever it was. But so it says that he uh, then sits down with his father-in-law and they talk about all sorts of stuff. They were joyfully discussing with each other everything that was going on because Jethro didn't know the whole story. They didn't have the news back then. They didn't have TV back then. They didn't have telephones back then. They had to discuss stuff face to face if they really wanted to know information. So Jethro is sitting down with Moses and they're talking. And so it says that Moses tells his father-in-law everything that God had done. So he talks about everything that was done to Pharaoh and the Egyptians for Israel's sake, all about the hardships that had happened during the journey and how the Lord had rescued them. So he didn't hold anything back. He told every single detail of the story. He told about the good stuff. He told about the bad stuff. He told about the Pharaoh and all about God's power. Because without the hardships, you can't see God's power. If there was never any hardships in the world, we would never know how powerful God really is when he does these miraculous things for us. So Moses was explaining everything everything to Jethro. And this was growing Jethro's faith as he is listening to Moses tell all of these fantastic, miraculous stories of God's power. Because he says here in verse 10, blessed be the Lord who has rescued you from the hands of the Egyptians and from the hand of Pharaoh and has rescued the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. He says then, now I know that the Lord is greater than all God's. It was proven. So now Jethro's faith is strong and he believes that God is the most powerful, that he is the only God, which was what God was going for in the beginning with the Egyptians. And now Jethro is hearing these stories and his heart 
is changing. Now, one thing I want to mention is that Jethro could have already believed in God, and it is possible because they do believe that um, he was a distant relative of the Israelites. And since he was a priest, they do think that it's possible that he did, in fact, worship Yahweh or God. But back then, monotheism was not very common, which means the worship of only one God. A lot of times people at this time period would worship multiple gods. That was not uncommon at all, which is why God kind of says <laughs> to the Israelites, only worship me, one God. I am the only one that needs to be worshiped. All the other ones are fake. They should not be worshipped. So he, he makes that very clear to the Israelites. And so Jethro, it's possible, did worship other gods other than God himself, though we don't really know. We don't know what kind of priest Jethro was, but we do know that his faith became very strong, or at least stronger, as he's hearing Moses's fantastic stories about who God is. So if there was a belief that he had in other gods that is now being changed. And he is believing now in the one and true only God, which is Yahweh. He, he says here, Jethro says, It was proven when they acted insolently towards Israel, and the Lord showed himself infinitely superior to all of their gods. So it says at this point, Jethro, in worship of God, because of this new awesome faith that he has rekindled, it says that he takes a burnt offering and other sacrifices to offer to God. And so he's worshiping God on top of that mountain. He is worshiping God with these burnt sacrifices and these offerings that he is giving to God. And he is showing that he is now in belief of the one God, which is Yahweh. So it's kind of funny the difference between um, between Jethro and the Pharaoh, <laughs> because, you know, the Pharaoh, he could see all these miracles. He didn't just hear about them. He saw them with his own eyes. I mean, they were on him. <laughs> I mean, the lice was on him. The boils were on him. The frogs were on him. They were on him. And he still did not believe. He didn't want to believe. He didn't care. It was right in front of his face. He didn't care. But Jethro is a completely different person. He only has to hear about it. He didn't see it. He didn't know anything about this until Moses came and told him. All he had to do was hear about it to believe in God's power. So we have to think about this for ourselves. Are we the kind of people that can hear something about God? Like, for example, a podcast or reading the Bible and believe it through faith? Or are we the type of people kind of like doubting Thomas that have to see it in order to believe it. And sometimes even if we see it, we don't believe it. <laughs> so I think this is just a call to action that we need to be hearers of the word. We need to hear it and believe it. And just if we have any questions, it says in Psalms, I, I was reading Psalm 119 recently, and almost every single broken up uh, piece of that particular Psalm David says that God is the ultimate teacher. He teaches us. So if we have a question, rather than just choosing not to believe in God, we can ask God a question. God, what does this particular thing mean? 
What does this mean? And it says that if we ask God for knowledge, he will give it to us. So I believe that this is an important takeaway from this portion of scripture. But to conclude here in verse 12, it says that Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, after the burnt offering, he ends up eating a meal with Moses and with Aaron and with all the elders of Israel. So he sat down with all the elders of Israel um, by Moses' side and shared stories and ate together and had a fun little party <laughs> with Moses, his son-in-law. But friends, we will talk about the rest of this chapter on Monday. So join me then at 6 a.m. to discuss a little bit about Moses's um, part of his uh, career here, which was judging the people of Israel and what Jethro has to say about that. So join me then on Monday, and we will discuss that. But friends and faithful listeners, I want you to have a fantastic Friday afternoon. Happy listening, and God bless.